so they say, oh, he's making French pastries, but it's not true. Hello and welcome to Crafts and People. My name is Daria, I am a journalist from Berlin and in the series I interview modern-day craftsmen. And this is episode number six, and as promised, my guest today is Giorgio. He's the pastry chef from Italy, who just happens to have a shop not far away from my apartment here in Berlin. Unlike the previous guest, he's trained as a pastry chef since his teens, and has always wanted to be one. But I decided to interview him anyway, to learn more about opening a small business in Berlin and selling Italian Swiss to Germans. And come on, who could resist a pastry shop? Maybe you can tell me a little bit about yourself. How come you live in Berlin and have a pastry shop? All right, so I'm, I come from Italy, from Torino. It's a small city close to Torino. It's called San Carlo Canavese. And I came here already eight years ago. I came here with a friend just because we know Berlin and the nightlife. So we decided to come here and nothing. So I was already a pastry chef. But when I moved here, I decided to, to quit for a while because I was a bit, you know, disappointed and a bit bored of my, of my job. And after four years that I was here, I decided to, to open my shop again because I missed to work as a pastry. And so I just decided to open my own pastry shop because I couldn't find nothing here where to work. So I said, okay, let's, let's try to gamble. And it worked. It was a bit crazy, but I will do it again many times. So I'm really happy of what I've done. Yeah. So there was no place to work as a pastry chef, mm, not even right. restaurants or, or cafes? I don't uh, know. Not for the pastry that I wanted. So uh, I never study and never work in a restaurant as a pastry because it's completely different for like to work in a laboratory because you need to uh, follow like a chef crew. And in a pastry shop, it's different. We are working in a completely different way. So it's everything is categorized. You need to prepare, for example, the base before and then you assembling. So it's completely different. And how is your concept different? It's the normal Italian concept of the pastry shop because we are giving select. We have this kind of minion that are the small one that yeah. those are typical of uh, North Italy but I'm trying to move my concept in more like selected products to change them every I don't know six months seven months and try to work more with seasonal but I just opened four years ago so I'm not still ready for that also because German are really like so when they are using to do something or like to take always the same stuff if you changing they will ask you that whole stuff that right now you don't have it and they say why you don't have it anymore Italians would be more up for trying something else well in Italy for people you eat one kilo of mignon here in Germany you eat 200 grams that's the difference <laughs> so yeah also with money you said before you came to Berlin, you already were trained as a pastry chef. I study, we, in Italy we have a culinary school, so I studied culinary school, but just for three years. And then I quit because my dream was to become a pastry chef. And I started to work when I was 11 uh, in the kitchen, so I, I know really good the kitchen situation. So when I was 11, I started to make catering as a cook, normal cook. So washing dishes and then step by step, I, I reached the point. And when I was 16, 
I went to the best pastry shop that was in, in my neighborhood, in my little city. And I stayed there for four years. And then I decided to move in here. By the way, it's a practice job. So you can know it's just that you need to practice. And right now, it, there is no practice at all. So I saw many people say, oh, I'm the best chef. I'm the best pastry chef. But they don't have any practice. So yeah. Instead of going clubbing when I was 11, go to the stadium, I was working. <laughs> I guess it helps with discipline. You just know that you have to, I don't know, make something 100 times. Yeah, that, that's the main reason why I don't trust people that came and say, hey, I, I just did this and can I work here? Say, well, uh, to make something good, you need to do it many times or thousand times so that's why you need to work a lot it's a really hard job when the other people are making party you're working pastry is not like how to cook you cannot just mix randomly the stuff if you don't follow basic rules you will never get the point i'm reading a lot of books i'm taking courses and definitely I'm trying to stealing some recipe from other big uh, pastry chef that I follow and try to change and try to create something new. But sometimes I invented something, so but always following the basis. Because you also use a lot of traditional ingredients and recipes from Italy. Like it is a distinctly Italian thing that you make. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. So I'm in love with the hazelnut, that is one of the main ingredients, and chocolate. Because I come from Torino, and Torino is known for chocolate and hazelnut. But also because a lot of people think that, like, French pastry, born in French, but actually the 70% it's born in Italy. So, like, the macaron, for example, are not French at all. But a lot of people think that it's just French stuff. So they say, oh, he's making French pastries. But it's not true. I think French pastries just have a better marketing somehow. Exactly. That's, that's the stuff. They really know how to sell better. They have the culture of the boutique, so they are really more glamour than Italian. But I respect and I'm following also uh, French pastry chefs. They are probably right now the best. But in Italy, we have definitely more tradition. Right now, it's, it's losing because, uh, you know, government, they don't spend money for research. What in French, this is happening a lot. They are helping a lot, the artisans and everything. So that's why we are losing a lot of points. Uh, so in France, there exists, for example, some kind of programs to support local small businesses. And in Italy, it's... Yeah, it exists also. They are called MOF. That's mean Meilleur Ouvrier de France. That is made it for the best artisan in French. And to reach that point, that means that you're absolutely a master, but you need to sweat a lot. And it's probably the best uh, goal you can reach in your career. So, and this makes you like delete. That's what we don't have in Italy. Uh, so how was it setting up a small business? It's, it's difficult to find a good place for a good price. I mean, if you want to start a business, a small one, you really need to spend a lot and invest a lot of money in rent to fix all the 
the place because they give you a place completely destroyed. For me, it was really difficult also with the bureaucracy because they have crazy stuff. Right now, I'm, I'm looking for a new space because I want to get bigger in my shop. So for a lot of money, you get a bad location where you still have to install everything. Completely everything. Like ventilation, ovens. Yeah, exactly. Ventilation, oven, or like, I don't know, your, your name outside. You need to, to ask to, for example, Dagman shoots if he's like protected building. And they, it's always something like crazy stuff. Uh, in my case, I spent a lot of money just to make the wall because I rented a, a space. And I saw it before, of course, but the world, they were completely destroyed. So I started working, it was like melting the, the wall. They were really old without saying nothing. The floor, I changed it all the tiles because uh, under the tile, it was completely moldy. And you rent such a bed space for that amount of money. So of course it was a bit my mistake because I was the beginning. Also, the language was a problem. So you set up your business a few years ago. Yeah. And uh, did the, you mentioned that before that there was no real um, pastry shops in Berlin. So did the people understand it at all? Uh, so when I opened, uh, before I opened, I worked in some Italian restaurants, you know, to know also how to work in Germany because I was Italian, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I talked with a guy that is years, I guess 20, 25 years. And he told me, if you will open a pa Italian pastry shop, you will break your money because no one will come. So Italian pastry never work in Berlin. And actually it's not like that. So of course at the beginning it was difficult. The first two years it was really difficult. And for now I have a lot of customers and I can say 70% of them are German. The rest is like, of course, Italian and Russian, Japanese. Of Russians as well? A lot of Russians. We have a lot of Russians, yeah. <laughs> nice. In the area, there are quite a few. Yeah, yeah, it's also the area. So that's why I opened also in Prenzlauerberg. I knew that it was a bit safer for me. So it's a little more fancy and like people yeah. have a bit more money here. But I guess Corona crisis was kind of a test. To be honest, no. I work, I increase my job. I try to get a response of why this has happened. So all the city was in lockdown, but I realized that they need comfort food. You can find comfort in sugar. That's why we worked more. We definitely work more. Of course, uh, at the beginning was a shock. So it's completely stopped for a kind of like eight days when they, they say we need to lock down everything. But after that, so it was the same for me. Of course, it was just to take away. So that was okay for me because I based my, my idea of pastries in not like coffee or sitting there to eat. This is really nice. It's good to hear that someone's not suffering from Corona. Of course, we open like kind of small e-commerce or something that itself it's help a lot. Oh yeah, I remember ordering stuff online from you, but you yeah. only started this during Corona? I started during Corona because I, and I'm still working on a better website. We just did that for emergency, but, and we used a lot. Did you ever do advertising for your shop? I did uh, when I opened and I will never do again. Uh, well, not on like a poster or flyer. So that's for me, it's, it's old style. 
We are now doing online through like social media and they are work really good. So I'm really curious how your business grew. You started with just yourself. I opened alone without any partner and then I had a girl work with me. And right now we are five people. I could have even more, but the space is too small and we cannot like working all together it would be crazy. The people who work in your shop, are they like certified pastry chefs? No. Uh, so one is one of my favorite, my favorite, sorry, one of my best friends. She moved here almost uh, four years after me. And we were working in a pastry shop already in Italy. But now he's moving in another channel because he wants to open something for him, but he's not a pastry chef. And the other one, he was working always in a pastry shop in Italy. He's, he's a pastry chef. Um, and the other one is a new one, he's just 18 years old, so I'm, I'm like making him and literally teaching him everything. But I want that because I'm still young, I'm pretty young. Uh, I can say I'm a pastry chef, maybe a master. I cannot say I'm a master pastry chef because I know what master pastry chef is. But I don't want any certified pastry chef in my shop right now because I want to teach them how to work inside my concept of pastry. So the people who work with you, are they also Italians? Are they German? They are all Italians. There is such a big community of Italians in Berlin, so... Yeah, it was surprising for me, right? Yeah, it's, it's big. I mean, I guess if there is like 70,000, something like that, it's a big community. Russians are even slightly bigger, but it's roughly the same. It's in the oh, really? tens of thousands. Okay. Yeah. Wow, just... Many. But we're all spread out, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So same as the towns, you don't really have like an area where they live. No, no, no. It's just spread. I've heard from some foreigners in Germany that it's a bit hard to get like really good food here. Ingredients? Do you have that problem? Do you import everything from Italy? Um, so I import a lot of stuff from Italy, like flour, because we use a kind of flour that here you can find, but it's not what I'm looking for. Eggs are the only stuff that I really don't like it here. For the rest, you can find everything. Butter is really good. They have a good butter. Not like a French one, but definitely much better than the Italian butter. Milk, we are working with a, a small farm. They give us a fresh milk, so we have our batch of milk, we call that. And it's pretty good so for ice cream. For the rice, we, we buy like lemon from Italy, citrus from Italy, they use it from Japan. Uh, coffees come from Italy too. We just buy here fresh products like butter, eggs, milk, fresh fruits. So you still have to buy eggs here despite them being made. I was wondering if you're importing eggs. Uh, well, I, so I, I'm, I'm thinking to importing them from Italy. I found also, but they, were, they asked me uh, such a big amount. <laughs> so uh, I, I cannot right now. But even the price here just for the egg yolk, because we're using a lot of like brick of egg yolk instead of breaking eggs, and it's horrible. For the same price in Italy, you get the super egg yolk, like really orange without colorants. So that's why, because chicken and get better food than here. All those like new things like vegan, uh, uh, vegan baking and stuff like this. Do you think it has some kind of future? Well, definitely future we'll have for sure because there is a lot of vegan people right now. I don't have nothing against them. But what I'm fighting and what I cannot understand is 
you cannot call tiramisu if it's vegan. Because as a customer, I can be really confused about that. If I want a real tiramisu and you send me, this tiramisu is vegan because it's without mascarpone or cream. So it's not tiramisu. You cannot sell it for the same name, but for sure vegan will be part of the future, but not in my pastry shop right now. Just because I don't know how to work without the ingredients for make pastries. So I'm not that kind of professionist right now. So why did you decide to work in Germany after all? Why didn't you go to somewhere else? Why did you choose Germany? I had no idea. So I really no idea. I just like to stay here. So I decided to open here <laughs> because I like the city. So I still like the club life, the nightlife. And I felt there is less rules here on the job experience. So it's not like Italy or maybe London or I don't know, New York. The life is really more stressed. You have always to running, always to do something. Here is more chilly, it's more calm. People are appreciating more of the life, I think. So I'm still trying to recognize what the best business will be for me. I will like I would like to take off the coffee, but just for one reason. So um, the first plan of my shop, it was already without a sitting area, without coffee and everything. But then I listened to my father and he told me, just do it because at the beginning will be really helpful for you. I mean, just also to have extra money. This is the only reason why right now I have sitting table and everything. But I don't know, so I'm still confused. Uh, if I will find a bigger spot, definitely maybe some sitting space, but not so many. Your father, you mentioned him, does he also have a cafe or restaurant? No, my father is working completely different stuff. Uh, next year I will retire. Uh, he helped me a lot. I mean, uh, behind all this shop, there is him and my family. So, and he know a lot about the businesses and my, my mom and my brother. So your parents uh, gave you advice. Uh, did they help you like find suppliers in Italy or something like that? Yeah, definitely. We found together a honey because we get a honey from the mountain. We went to the mountain again this August to, uh, to get the lavender. Mm -hmm. So it was, yeah. And also all the, the, the boxes uh, that we have in the shop are made in Italy and my father is going there to check the paper. So yeah, it's a big part of the shop. So it's pretty much a family business. It's a family business, yeah. Do your parents also like coming to Berlin? Yeah, they come almost every year. Right now they can for the Corona. And I haven't been to Torino, I've been to Milan and Genoa up yeah. north. Uh, and it doesn't seem to me that it's cheaper. Milan doesn't seem to be cheaper than Berlin at all. I think it's more expensive, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, if you go in the center, definitely. Yeah. But definitely you, you cannot compare Milano to Berlin as a place. I mean, you go in Milano and maybe you're like, I don't know, in the center, you go inside the houses and they are perfectly like wall are perfectly made of really good bricks design stuff here they give you nothing i mean moldy stuff basement are completely a mess and right now if you want a good place you you pay like you're in rome in the center of milano and maybe you're just somewhere in neukölln here i don't have nothing against neukölln but you cannot compare the price 
if someone wants to become uh, a pastry chef, what you would say to someone who wants to? Okay, so make courses. Right now in the world there is amazing courses in every part of the world, in every city. Studying a lot, buy a lot of books every year, every month. They are expensive and that's it. Just work, work and study. Study a lot because by the way it's like chemistry. So you need to know, when you know the rules, in the base you can do whatever you want but just don't make the mistake of focusing on one stuff just do every day something different and the next week you do what you did in the past week again and again and again starting from the bases and go up and it will be easy in italy we say you need seven years to become a pastry chef Seven years of learning and working in some shop yeah. parallel to it. Exactly. So a, pas a, a full pastry chef, you need to know about, okay, baking, make chocolate, make sugar. We are talking about sculpture, make ice, ice cream, ice sculpture, and that's it. So, because I don't know if you know, but there is also competition for pastries. There is many of them, but the famous one is called Coupe du Monde. And it's every two years or four years, now I don't know, I don't remember exactly. And they are fighting like for to be the best pastry chef in the world. And they are working with chocolate sculptor, sugar sculptor, ice sculptor, pastry and ice cream. When you reach that point, you're a master. Well, thank you then. You're welcome. And that was all for this episode. Go have a look at what Giorgio makes on his Instagram, which I'll link in the description. You can also find there the link to my own Instagram, as well as email and Facebook pages of this podcast. The next one will be totally different, as always. And I'll talk to Mar, who makes kokedamas and sells them on popular Berlin flea markets. In that episode, you'll learn all about what kokedamas are, why millennials love plants so much, and how does it feel to be a flea market seller. And I have even more surprises coming your way. So subscribe, tell your friends and leave me a rating or a review. I read them all. Goodbye.